Today we're going to talk about sponsorship. Welcome to another Race Driver, another edition of the Race Driver Coach Show. Firing them out now. Um, and it's about time. I love to speak about, and you know I do, about everything that is the main pain for a race driver. It's pretty much what I do for a living. I find out the main pains, and then I find out the best solution, and I teach it. That's what I live for. And the biggest one, at the minute, because of what we're going through, is sponsorship. It's the kind of thing that never stops haunting a driver. Even when you think you've made it, then you go to another race team and they'll say, we can't pay you, but we we can allow you to have the car, give you the, the drive for free and you can have the car and put sponsors on it. And that's how you're going to earn a living. And it's like, great, I've got to go back to finding sponsorship again. I thought I made it. And it, it never stops. So you as a driver have to always have the skill, the business skills and the know-how of how to get the money in. If you can't create money, if you can't find it, if you can't attract it, if you can't offer enough service and product to people in order for them to pay you to do that service or product, your life and your racing might not exist as it is. Everybody needs to find sponsorship. Even the ones that are being paid need personal endorsements in order to earn a living because they're the people that have helped them on the way, their investors are taking all the, the cut You and the taxman takes half of it. You're not left with much. So eventually you're like, I need some more money. It's great racing, but I need some more money to live the lifestyle I want. And then you end up going sponsorship. So let's just say that you're always going to be looking for sponsorship. Now, what it comes to when it comes to selling it, this is what I want to speak about today, as you know, because you pressed on it, are proposals. And that's something that drivers, I've, I've hardly ever seen a driver get this right. I cringe at the ones I used to make when I was a kid. I wish I could show you them, but they're probably on a floppy disk, which you don't even have a floppy disk drive anymore, so I can't show you. But the proposals I used to make were pretty, this is Enzo Mucci. He's going to do this. He's done this in the past. This is his height, probably in his hobbies. <laughs> and he wants to make it as a professional race driver. Do you want to join the journey? And that's what I can see a lot of people doing even now, 20 years later, they're still doing this. And which is fine because that can work. Don't get me wrong. If you're if you're trying to sell yourself as the 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 thing or the entity to invest in, that's fine. But the problem is most people nowadays, they need to have some kind of return on investment, not just we want to see you do well. So here's 100 grand because they're not even giving that to their kids, really let alone someone they don't know and they're not really getting much benefit from. So if you're trying to sell yourself and you're in a, a championship that's not huge, you're not an F1 driver or someone who's a superstar, then it's difficult to, to sell that because there's just no value in it. And it's nice. Yeah, kid, okay, you've got a dream as being a race car, but sorry, I'm too busy running my business right now to shell money towards you. We're trying to beat COVID and you want me to pay for your race career. Do one. That's what they're going to say in the nicest possible way. They'll probably say our marketing budget is taken up. But it means the same thing. So I want to give you the sort of outlay uh, or outline of what a proposal should contain, what it should look like, what you should, how you should design it, how you should word it really in order to get their attention, companies, to get companies' attention and make it a viable option for them to call you up and say, I want to know more. 
because that's all a proposal is doing, right? A proposal is introducing something you can do for a company in the hope that you'll have a meeting, in the hope that they'll have a coffee with you and just hear you out and just see that maybe they can get customers through their involvement with your racing. That's really the goal. And always, you've got to start with the goal. What am I doing a proposal for? So step one is, what is the goal? What am I doing a proposal for? What's the actual objective of this? And you've got to avoid saying or answering that with, oh, it's just to pay for all my racing. No, no, no. What's the objective? The objective is to get a meeting, to communicate something that that company really finds valuable and to show them that I can possibly provide them with that. If they want more customers, if they want more branding, if they want their new product to be showcased in front of certain types of people, I've got to find out that. And if I can then tell them or show them or prove to them that what I offer can actually help them do that, there you go. That's what the proposal's for. So take it away from, I'm a race driver, I've got big goals and dreams, and I deserve your backing, or I, I'd like you to come on this journey with me and I'll promote your company, it's too wishy-washy. A company now needs a very specific thing done. I need to find 20 clients now. I need to promote this new product now. And if they've got a new product, they're more likely to choose an influencer on Instagram that's got 30, 40,000 followers and just pay them 500 pound a week to promote the product. They're going to get a lot more sales than that than putting a sticker on your car. So you've got big things, big competitors to be against. So you've got to make sure that when you're doing a proposal and you're not an influencer, that you don't go down that road. We've got to make it very business. We've got to make create a product, something you're offering companies that will help them get there, meet their goals. And then you just got to use a proposal to say, this is how we do it. A really brief proposal, no more than six pages, really. So that's it, the goal. The goal is to communicate that you've got something for them, right? The second thing that I want you to really make sure that you have in your proposals is you've got to start with the statement. What I see too often are drivers having proposals that are paragraph after paragraph of what this driver's done. They've done karting, they've done this, they've done that. And again, you're going down the route of the company starting to think, I don't care what this 17-year-old kid's done with their life. I just really don't care. Come away from that. Design your proposal to primarily say, this is what we provide, and you say it up the front. So there's, a, there's quite a few examples of this, but one I heard was FedEx going to F1, and the chap, Brian Sims it was, he basically wrote them an email. And I can't remember the exact wording, but it was basically, would you like to be showcased in front of these thousands or millions of people, potential customers, because we can do that for you. So we started with a big line at the very top where a CEO would look at it and say, and they were, you know, they're basically haulage, the logistics. And it's how would you like to be in front of all these people that you could be the logistics partner with? You could, all that different custom, all that new custom you could gain, we can give you access to that. That's pretty much what he was saying at the very top. And then when they read that one line, about how this individual's contacting them, saying they can let them into this world that can get them in the door with big people, big new clients. Sold. They're interested. Tell me more. Tell me more. I want to know. That's what the CEO would say. And that's what you've got to do. 
You've got to know what your sales point is on your sponsorship proposal, on what you're proposing to a company. Is it TV exposure? If so, and you know that the ratings and, and the social media and everything together, you can reach over a million people. And you know what kind of people they are through your racing because it's on TV, right? You know what kind of demographic it is. And then you find companies that would like to sell to that kind of person that fits a demographic. You can literally say, we can put you in front of millions of potential clients. And that's how you start it. That's how what you do for a living. You allow companies or you get companies and you showcase them in front of millions of potential customers. That's how you start your proposal. You word it in a way that says that, that shows then how you're going to do it or how it's done in the world of motorsport through promotion on TV, through the social media, show them all these figures and then let's have a meeting about it. If you want to put the prices start from, you can do that. But really, that's how simple it needs to be. What is the big hook, the big right hook that you can give to a company that makes them take notice and say, tell me more? And it, it, you don't lie. You don't say I can put you in front of millions of customers and it's not really true. It's genuine and you're showing them how. And this is the price. That's a lot easier to sell. Then if you're going to a company saying, I'm a race driver and I'm looking for sponsorship, because sponsorship's kind of like a donation then. They're just helping you go for your dreams and it's not really anything in it for them. Not in their eyes anyway. That actually is technically because they could have a part of your wage later on or you know get promotion, but they won't see it that way. They'll see it as donation. So you've got to make it very clear. At the very beginning, this proposal is about getting new customers. This proposal is about product launch. We can product and test and market research your product to tens of thousands of prospective customers at race meetings or you know any other way you can do it through social media if they if you're just getting email addresses of people you've got to be careful nowadays but you're getting you're capturing their interest and you're sharing it with the company there's lots of things that motorsport can do especially when we start to have spectators back again next year hopefully or the year after that's the kind of thing where spectators are actually testing the product then you can start to sell that. Okay. So really point number two is start with the big whopper. What's going to get their attention? Not marketing strategy by partnering so-and-so racing. It's more about the benefit they're going to get from your sponsor, from being with you, what you're providing them. Tell them up front and tell them very clear. That's like the normal elevator pitch, right? which we'll talk about in another video, but elevator pitch is how can I sell to a person in 20 seconds? We're in the elevator together. He's going to floor 10. I'm going to floor 10 now by the looks of it. What can I say to him now in the next 20 seconds that's going to help us set up a meeting? And always you've got to start with the big thing of what you do for companies. This is what we do and it's got to be, wow, okay. You help companies grow through sport. You help companies create, generate more business through sport. What is your hook? But even more sexier or even more powerful on a proposal. It can be cocky. As long as you can back it up with data of this is how it's done. Boom, there you go. And if it's low level, if it's a small championship, you can still do this. If you only need about 10 grand, 20 grand to race and it's a championship that's invisible, you can still go to local companies around each track or around yourself that you can say about um, getting local people to go to their their shop or local people to go to whatever it is they've got. If they want a, a local marketing 
campaign, you can offer that. It's a lot cheaper and you're going to you're just get them three clients. It'll be they'll be happy with that because that might pay for what they give you. If they give you four grand, but you get them seven grand's worth of custom to a small company, that's worth doing again and again. And then when you step up, you say, right, there's more exposure now. It's going to be eight grand, but you can get them 16 grand's worth of, of new custom because a customer doesn't just come once. They keep coming back over the lifetime. That customer could be worth a lot more. So actually, you can do this at any level, but always start your proposal at the top with what are they going to get? What's going to make them turn the page and want to know more and have a coffee with you? And number three is the design. I mean, I put actually a second one there, a third one, which was uh, layout, but I pretty much said it. Start with the promise. Start with what you can offer. Say that this document has been created in order to communicate the benefits that we can bring to your company. Okay, that's all you need to put. And then you show them exactly how it's going to be done by whatever you've promised. So that's the layout and then the contact details at the back. Let's meet up for a coffee or a, a meeting to book an appointment. But then the design, the design has to look, this is another thing I never see drivers do. They don't take the time or the money to invest in having a proper design done. Instead, they'll do it on a Word document or they'll try and do a photo, not Photoshop, they'll try and do um, PowerPoint. And it just looks terrible. There's a picture of themselves there. There's a picture of another one there, but they're not very professional photos. And then the font doesn't look very good. The design is just shabby. Now, if you're offering someone a proposal, no matter what it says, believe it or not, if it says something they really want, but they look at it and they say, this is so amateurish, this doesn't look nice, it doesn't look like a million dollar proposal, then they're going to think your service is shabby and amateurish as well. Something to really, really think about here. It's worth going to, I just told somebody, Ethan, <laughs> hello, mate, I just told um, Ethan on email that it's worth going to Freelancer or Fiverr or Pete, Chris Beck is someone I know, Next Level Motorsport. He's very good rate. He'll do a proposal for you. You give him the words. You give him the photos. He'll make it look amazing. There's plenty of designers out there. Brandon Sieber's another one. But you can go to these people, invest whatever it takes just to get them to do one proposal for you, just five or six pages. And then, yeah, you send them all the info you want to go on there. They make it look amazing. And once it's done, even if it costs 500 quid, $500, whatever, once it's done, you can then change it, edit it, but you keep that design forever and you've got it. You've got the template. And these guys are graphic designers. That's what they do for a living. You're not, you're a race driver. So they know because they've done so many sponsorship proposals, they know exactly how it should look, where, where the font should be, you know, what size, what kind of font, what's cool now, what really gets people's attention. And they just know how to do it. It's amazing. All the layers they put, they usually do it on Photoshop. It's that in depth. But then if you get Photoshop, you can just edit it however you want. Or you can just tell them to edit it and they won't charge much after that. But I would really say you've got to make sure it looks the part. Because if it doesn't, they will judge you on it. And I don't want them to do that. Because if you've got something really good to offer, but it's in a crappy package, they'll just overlook it. And they'll see another glossy one that looks more professional. And they'll ignore yours. You've got to look professional. If somebody's going to give you 10, 20, 30, 40, 100 grand, you've got to look like it looks like that. They've got to trust their money with you. If they think you're cutting corners on the proposal, which is your front, which is what your best 
part of it. You know, a proposal is basically you showing you people, other people how good you are and it looks shabby. Then what kind of service are they going to get from you? Are you really going to get them clients? They won't believe it. So really, just to cover this, always start with a goal. What am I doing a proposal for? I want to grab their attention so I can get a meeting in a genuine way. Two, okay, what's the big thing I'm promising? What's the one main benefit that I'm offering a company and that's what I'm going to go with? That's what this package is all based on. Okay, they might get freely things like uh, free race tickets and things like this, but they can buy race tickets. That's not really good. What's the main thing, the main chunk that you can say, that's what I'm going to sell and I'm going to price it on that. I'm not going to price it on just because the drive is 100 grand, I'm going to charge them 50. I'm going to price it correctly with what I'm offering. If it's only worth 10 grand, only sell that sponsorship package for 10 grand. Don't overprice it because they'll just go to Facebook adverts and get a lot more customers from Facebook advertising than they will your racing. So price it correctly. And then the design. Spend time on getting it right. Do all the content. Do it on a Word document first. Get your photos together. Then if you're really good on Photoshop, do it yourself by all means. There's some templates on the internet you can get. Uh, there's plenty. If you put sponsorship proposal or brochure and just look for that and then go to Google Images, you'll, you'll find loads there. There's loads to download and you can just edit them. But if you want to get somebody else to do it, just get it done. It doesn't cost much. There's plenty of people. I'll put their contact details or details of the people that I suggest you go to that I've used myself really recently. Um, and then you're good to go. Then you've just got to hit them hard. You've got to find out what kind of companies you can approach with this benefit and see if they if they want to meet him. Or you can do it another way, which is go out there, find five companies, really extract or elicit what are their main goals right now. I think they'll just need customers, by the way. So if they just need customers, then that's what you've got to go with. That's what you're going to help them do. You base all of your sponsorship on helping them get new customers and new clients. How are you going to do that through motorsport? And remember what I said before, if you need to sell another driver or another team because they got more exposure and that's what you're selling, but you're just the seller and you're the broker, fine, do it that route, but have a good proposal. The proposal is what they see. Get it right and you just increase your chances massively. Let me know if you have any questions. Can't stop me now.